0: build this house and we're talking about how do we build our lives and we're, we're really basing this on one scripture psalm chapter 127 and verse 1 and it's really kind of a foundation scripture for this church and it just simply says this unless the lord builds the house the builders labor in vain in other words we can do all the work and effort and creativity and ingenuity and all of these things but unless god's blessing and favors on what we're doing everything that we're doing is in vain And so what we do as a church family, we try to be like the early church, and that's what we've been looking at, the book of Acts church, and seeing how can we pattern what we do at City Hills after how they lived and what they did. So we're in the middle of 21 days of prayer, and this is our final week. Welcome to day 15, everybody, of 21 days of prayer. Uh, some people. How many have, have you been waking up early with with us? How many on yesterday and today you woke up early just automatically? Your body is just like ready to pray. I'm alive. I'm like, yesterday I woke up at 4:30 a.m. just wide awake, like feeling like I was late for something, and and finds out I could still sleep in and pray at nine. So uh, we. Maybe this is your first time at City Hills, or maybe you've been apart for a while, but haven't been able to participate in 21 Days of Prayer. We have one more week. Let's finish strong. Tomorrow morning, 6 a.m., right here, we have a word, we have worship together, and then we pray, and it is powerful. It is so powerful. And we also stream online on our church app at cityhills.com. And you can watch that with us. It's, it's recorded for a whole day, for 24 hours, so you can watch it even if that doesn't work for your schedule. But pray with us, and let's join together. And, and I want to say this, on Saturday, so next Saturday is our final day of 21 days of prayer, and we have a prayer experience. It is a, we, we pray through, uh, we always walk through the last day when we do 21 days of prayer, we walk through uh, a, a type of prayer plan called the tabernacle. It's just a, um, we walk through the Old Testament tabernacle, it's just a unique way to pray, and it's it's how I pray a lot of mornings, and we do this together as a church family with the band, with worship, and so there's, there's scripture, there's worship, and then there's prayer together and individually. It is just absolutely powerful every time we do it. So, hey, make plans this Saturday, 9 a.m., to come and pray. Hey, people been stopping me, telling me about miracles God's done? I, just right before this service, someone said, hey, I want to tell you what God's done in a miracle that he answered a prayer and did something that should have taken months and did it in 16 days and praise God. We serve a God of miracles, right? When we pray, we, when we work, we get the best we can do. But when we pray, we get the best God can do. Amen. So w- one person sent me something this week, this past week I thought was so good. It says, work like it depends on you, but pray like it depends on God. You know, so there's this, yes, we have we have work to do. But more than anything, we're going to bow our knees and we're going to say, God, would you build our families, our lives, our companies, our church, Lord, everything that we have, we ask that you for you to build it. I want to make mention of just a couple things too. This is our last... Um, as you can tell, we're full, everybody. Thanks for coming to the nine o'clock. But starting next week, we're going to have three services on Sunday morning, and uh, we're not going to be having our Saturday night experience moving forward. Just for for this season, we may do it again sometime. But we're um, for this next season, we're going to be having services at 9 a.m., 10:30, and noon. So uh, if you come at at 9:30, uh, you will be either late or early for something. But uh, but we so that's next week, 9, 10:30, and noon. And we're going to be doing this. This is our new fall schedule for a little while so that we can alleviate uh, some of our seating uh, issues, good things, uh, good problems, uh, and so that we can make room for more people to come to Jesus. Amen? That's what it's all about. And then also, on September 30th, we're having a church birthday celebration. We're going to be turning three years old as a church, and we're going to be having birthday at Bridgewater. Bridgewater's an event center just a few exits down, and we found a place where we can have one Sunday service. We're gonna all be together worshiping God, so it's gonna be really cool. September 30th, mark your calendar. We'll give you more details about that. But birthday at Bridgewater, it's going to be a great time. Well, we've been looking at Acts chapter two, and grab your message notes. We um, we're, we're going to be um, continuing in this series in Acts chapter two and looking at how this early church lived and and how we are to live too. Last we talk, we've talked about how the early church was born in prayer and how we need to be a church that's born in prayer. And and then also that we're empowered by the promise. That's what we talked about last week, about how the Holy Spirit needs to empower our lives. That's what our prayer is, that the Holy Spirit would be alive in our personal lives and in our church family. And if you missed that, you can check it out. But today, I'm excited. I want to share with you, I kind of feel like I'm preaching to the choir today. You know what that means, preaching to the choir? You know, it's like people that are already doing... This thing, you know, but uh, but I'm gonna preach it anyway because I really feel like it's a foundation of our lives and of the house. Acts chapter two, verse forty seven says this, and they were continually filled with praises to God, enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord kept adding to their number daily those who were coming to life. I want to focus our attention today on that on that part of that scripture. They were continually filled with praises to God. I want to title this message today A People of Praise. People of Praise. If I could put a subtitle to it, I would say what God is looking for. What God is looking for. Let's pray this morning. Lord, would you speak to us from your word today? Lord, we're open. Lord, I recognize you can do more in a moment than I can do in a lifetime. So Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Lord, would you speak to us from your word and help us to be that church like this book of Acts so that we can be filled with praise To you in Jesus' name, Amen. I don't know if we have any collectors in the house, or you collect things, or you're you're looking for things. Uh, I grew up in a family that believed in yard selling, or that's a proper way to say it. We'd say Saturday we're going yard selling. anybody ever been yard selling before on a Saturday? My grandfather, um, he he passed passed away uh, not too long ago, and his joy in life was yard selling and he loved collecting things he loved the smoky mountains that's probably where I get my love for this part of the country from my grandfather he he loved the smokies and he loved collect he would collect rocks he would collect random things one time we went to a yard sale and it was at a yard sale of a a girl that I thought was pretty from my high school and we bought a used toilet from that yard sale (laughs) doesn't do good for your reputation in high school collecting stuff. But John chapter four says God's looking for something too. See I think in life we we look for things. You know, we all collect things. I love you instruments and so so I I love to go to guitar center and just just dream and play and, and that's that's what I love. We all have things that we love. We all have things that we're, we're looking for at all times. We're, we're checking Facebook Marketplace. We're, we're, we're looking at stores. We're, we're looking at certain things, certain types of maybe clothing or a certain brand. or a certain, We're all looking for something. Do, we, do you know God's looking for something? John chapter 4 says that God is looking for worshipers. He's looking for worshipers that would worship Him in spirit and in truth. As a matter of fact, I believe God has a soft spot in His heart for worshipers. That God will look at the whole earth and if he'll find a shepherd boy in a field with a harp that's worshiping, he says about that shepherd boy that other people had forgotten about, he said, I just think I want to make that boy King David because he's a worshiper. I think God just loves worshipers. And I love how Acts chapter 2 describes this early church as being a church that was continually filled with praises to God. And as I was reading that, I was kind of planning on preaching a different message this weekend, but I just could not get beyond that, that this early church could not get over what God had done in their life, and they were a church that was just characterized by praise. And I just said, Lord, help City Hills Church and help us individually be a people of praise. Let this be said that this is a house where God is here, and we're people of worship, and we're people of praise. And, and I just love what we experienced this morning. Man, as we were lifted, I don't know if you could feel it. I could feel it. It was awesome. I was up here juking and jiving, playing the bass. It was a blast. But God's in the house, and we're worshiping Him, and we're thanking Him for what He's doing and and what He's done. Psalm chapter 150, in your notes there, it says, Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty heavens. Praise Him for His acts of power. Praise Him for His surpassing greatness. Praise Him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp and the lyre. That's not like someone that doesn't tell the truth. That's a stringed instrument. <laughs> Praise Him with the timbrel and dancing. Praise Him with the strings and the pipe. Praise Him with the clash of the cymbals. Oh, the cymbals. Allow, oh, what, what about the cymbals? The resounding cymbals. So not just the cymbals. Let, them, let those babies ring out. He says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. So I really want to give you some of the why to worship here this morning. Maybe uh, you, I I think this could be good for all of us. Maybe you come in and you think, what's with all this? Like, why like this? Why, Why do we worship like this? Or, or maybe you, you, you're in this, like you're, you're worshiping God, and I just want to give you some why. I think the why is very important and powerful to why we worship because when we start understanding why we worship, I think it, I think it helps us have the right heart and, 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 and mentality about what God wants to do in our lives. Here's, here's the reason why we worship. We just read Psalms 150 about worshiping God in these exuberant ways. Here's the first reason why we worship the way we do. Number one, because God asked for it. We worship God. We praise God with all of our heart. We're a people of praise. Why? Because God asked for it. Uh, if, if If you're God, that's what you get to do, right? You get to ask for stuff. Like, I think sometimes in modern Christianity and Bible Belt Christianity, we kind of define God on our terms, and we say, well, this is kind of what, you know, worshiping God is to me. You know, this is, I know that's what the Word says, but this is kind of what... It is to be, and I, I just want to encourage you. And this is just a good principle of life that that if, if that God gets to call the shots in our lives, if He said worship means come into my house and balance a balance a book on your head and and put a put a pencil on your nose, then He gets to do that. Like He's God, He's worship, and that's why He says what He says in the Scripture goes. This word praise, I, I put this, I, I gave this little this little cheat sheet. I, I put it in your in your. Um, in your worship guide there, if I can hold on to it, everybody. I put this for you to keep in your Bible for you to take with you because I think this is this is really, really helpful to me. Someone shared this with me some years ago. And it has in the Old Testament, in the book of Psalms, which is the largest book in the Bible, 150 chapters, all devoted to praise and worship. So if we want to know what God thinks about how we are to praise and worship, then hey, let's look at the book that he wrote the most about. So one of the cool things about the book of Psalms that could be missed at face value is the Hebrew language is very descriptive. And we have one word for praise, but in the book of Psalms there are actually seven words that are translated as praise. And I think a lot of times we have a cultural idea of what praise is, and I just want to show you biblically what praise is, all right? So that praise you the Lord Psalm 150 that we just got done reading is actually the word Hallel. It's there on in, in your little cheat sheet. It's the word Hallel. And I want to read to you see and it's where we get the word hallelujah sometimes hallelujah we, we it's it's so proper We're like hallelujah like that's what we think of hallelujah not the word hallel means this to shine hence to make a show to boast and thus be clamorously foolish to rave and to celebrate that's what god says when you come into my presence I want you to be bold about it. That sounds more like Saturday at Needland than it does Sunday morning in some places, doesn't it? God says, when you come together, I'm not looking for some dead, dry, churchy thing. Just he says, I, I'm looking for like like give me some give me some praise. You know, don't don't reserve your best praise for somebody, you know, on a football game, football. That's fine to do that, but don't don't do something for anything else that you wouldn't give God your best. I think we miss this sometimes. In, 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 in these areas of worship and what it is, and I hope this just kind of helps you today. Here's six other words for praise in Psalms. Here's another one, yada. Yada means to acknowledge God in public. Say, well, no, I just, my faith's a private thing. I just come to church, it's just private. You know, I'm just gonna be in, well, God asks, hey, would you acknowledge me in public? It's like to raise your hand and say, hey, 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 yeah, yeah I belong to God. Like, that's part of, part of what we're called to do, acknowledge Him in pu- public. Here's another one, Barak, or Barak. It means to bless by kneeling or bowing. So, so out, of your, uh, out of your comfort zone a little bit for some of us, but to, but to bless God or to thank God by kneeling and bowing. Here's another Hebrew word for praise in the book of Psalms, zamar or zamir. It means to make music to God with strings. So we had some people getting to zamir here this morning. Here's another one, shabak. I like that one. To address in a loud tone and to shout. I guess that's what happened when they said main event earlier. That scared me half to death. Has some shabaki happen in their house <laughs> Here's another one Toda To lift hands in adoration Some people think lifting your hands You're a card-carrying Pentecostal or something like that No Like it's a big No, it's just, Hey, God said it In Tahila, Not tequila, everybody <laughs> So, man, I love this church No, not that <laughs> This is the best one Tahila means exuberant singing and the funniest thing, this has nothing to do with anything, but Psalm 34.1, with, with this word, tahilah is used, it says, I will bless the Lord, and his tehillah will ever be on my lips. <laughs> Exuberant sounds of praise. Okay, there we go. <laughs> here's, here's six words, six things. Some people, say, like, well, why you, why you clap? One person I, I met in town, they were doing some work here at the church, and they said, is this one of them hand-raising churches? like, have you ever been to a hand-raising church? He's like, I can't raise my hand. I can't do it. No. Well, I want I to show you why we do what we do. So sing. We sing because Psalm 30, verse 4 says, Sing unto the Lord, you godly ones. It doesn't say sing unto the Lord, everybody who has a good voice. It doesn't say sing unto the Lord, all you ladies. It, does, it says every one of us are to sing unto the Lord. Why? Because he asked for it. So sing. Sing with all your heart. Here's another one. Clap. Clap your hands, all you peoples. And I love this one. Shout to God. With the voice of triumph. Like, like this is what praise is supposed to be. It's not just this only uh, inward thing. And there, I'm not trying to, try, trying to say that there's not a place for silence and time with the Lord. Absolutely. You come to 21 days of prayer. Some days I just sit and just listen to the Lord. But there's something. Study it for yourself. There's something when we come together as a church. God says, I want it to be a time of celebration. I want it to be just. I want it to be said of this church like it was of that early church. Man, those people are just filled with praise. Dancing, oh no, says Psalm 149, verse 3. Let them praise his name with dancing. I will not uh, display that here for you <laughs> while well, I'm preaching. I'm, I have to get on the base to do that. Here we go. Lift our hands. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. That's what the scripture says. Raise your voice. I think a lot of times when we say, let us pray, everyone goes mm-hmm. I'm like a turtle in the shell. Scripture doesn't say that's what happened. The book of Acts Church, Acts 4, it says when they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer. So there's something about being together. There's something about corporate prayer. There's something about being a church where we are just, men. we're continually filled with praises to God. So we praise God because He asked for it. Here's another one. Because praise is our purpose, if you're taking notes. Praise is our purpose. In other words, it's for God's pleasure that we were created. Church is not just for us. Man, I hope today you get something out of this. There's a lot of church that, of church that's for us. I hope you get something out of this. I, I, I hope, I hope you connect with with the message and it helps you in your life. I, I hope all those things. I hope, but, but, but church is not about people singing the song you like or the style you like or rating, you know, the the sermon that was a four out of five. You know, that was that's. <laughs> that's not what church is about church is about coming together to worship the God who created us and the God who made us we're we're called to bring him pleasure just to love on him that like that's what it's called to that's what we're called to do 1 Peter 2 9 says you are a chosen people a royal priesthood a holy nation God's special possessions why so that you could declare in other words so that you can speak it out so you can be bold about the praises to praise God who's called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. So in other words, God saved us so that we could praise. He saved us so that we could declare how great he is. And I promise when you declare the greatness and the love that you have for God, it does something to him. It does something to us. He just wants to bless you. My, my family is in a, as a family reunion. My wife saw the family in Indiana yesterday. And, and uh, my son, Hudson, has learned to use the phone. He's learned to use Siri. And he, he's been calling me all the time. And uh, yesterday he called me, I think, three times. And in uh, the third time, it was like 10 minutes after he had talked to me the time before. And he just said, hey, Dad. He, he's, really, he's really close to the phone. He's like, hey, Dad. <laughs> Everything okay? Yeah. just been a long time since I've talked to you. <laughs> he said, I just want to tell you that I love you, bye. And he hands up the phone. Man, I was like, tell me what you want for Christmas. <laughs> God looks at us when we praise and he says, man, I, I just, I love that. And maybe you didn't grow up in an expressive family and this whole expressing yourself to God is hard. And I don't mean to diminish that in any way, shape, form, or fashion. But can I tell you, you're not in a dysfunctional family anymore when you're in the family of God. Yeah that God has adopted you and He is a perfect Father and He loves you and you can express love to Him because of who He is in your life. Here's here's, here's another. I love this one. For what He's done. We worship Him for what He's done. I love this. It's what this song we were singing earlier. I see you move. You move the mountains and I believe it. I'll see you do it. What is that? God, just because of what you've done, I just want to praise you a little bit. Because you moved the mountains in my life. Because you've changed me. If I could encourage you, never get beyond what God's done for you in your past. Never forget where He's brought you from. And never forget where He's taken you to. Because He has a great purpose and plan for your life. Whenever the woman came and and broke the alabaster box of ointment on, on the feet of Jesus, other people, religious people, mind you, said, what a waste. Jesus said Jesus looked at what other people called waste and he says oh uh uh what a worship other people at one point they were saying people were worshiping Jesus Luke chapter 19 and verse 37 people were worshiping him and giving him praise and it says some Pharisees from the crowd told Jesus teacher get your disciples under control maybe there's some people in here you're like get some of these people under control look at how they're worshiping Look at what they're doing. This is just, it's out of control. Why are they lifting up their hands? Why are they dancing? Why are they shouting? Why are they praising? And Jesus says this. If they keep quiet, the very rocks are going to cry out. In other words, somebody's going to praise. And if you have trouble praising, it's either one of two things. You have not yet been forgiven, or secondly, you've forgotten what he's forgiven you from. I just want to stir it up a little bit. I wrote this in my notes. You you may see me preaching up here, but what you don't see is the insecure, bullied, depressed teenager growing up with an inferior uh, complex, making all kinds of mistakes, trying to fit in with the wrong crowd. living one way on Sunday and going going another way on Saturday night and friends that I sit by church services right next to, we both got out of church at the same time and they ended up in prison. They ended up making terrible decisions and God saved me not because I was worthy but because of His goodness and I don't deserve to be standing on this stage right now. I don't deserve to have a microphone in my hand but by the grace of God... He called me to the ministry in Louisville, Kentucky uh, in in the middle of a fall night at 16 years old. I don't deserve to have the blessing of God on my life. I have a little two-month-old boy at home that was born not able to breathe for a minute and a half because his cord was tied in a knot and wrapped around his neck two times. And when I see that little boy, I can't help it but give God praise for what he's done in my life. Church, if I could just encourage you. When you worship, why don't you take back to a miracle moment that God's done in your life and start giving God praise for what He's done. Because there's some of us in this place, you don't deserve to be in here. You should have died. You should have been under. You shouldn't be here in this place. But God. I just can't help it. I just can't help it. We worship God for what He's done. And in, in, uh, at Camp Lejeune, I believe it's in South Carolina, there's F-16s that take off right by the interstate and I love there's a sign on it and it says simply this because it's so loud it simply says this pardon our noise it's just the sound of freedom and I, I say that I'm not trying to offend anybody here today by us being this exuberant church but, but if I could just say this pardon our noise this is a sound of freedom the freedom of God is in this place and that's why we worship God for what he's done here's another one why we worship God we worship God just for who he is You know, a lot of people can worship God for what He's done and we should. If I could say it like this, I think many times we praise God for what He's done but we worship God for who He is. That we worship God not because of what He's done in our lives or because of of His activity. We worship God simply because of His identity. The scripture says that in uh, heaven right now there are angels that they're right now day and night saying this about the identity of who God is Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty which was and is and is to come Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty which was and is and is to come Church, worship is the atmosphere of heaven this is what's happening right now. We worship God simply because of who He is. Psalm 145.3 says, Great is the Lord and worthy to be praised. So that's, that's for us while we worship. Here's, I mean, That's for, that's for God. I want to share something for us while we worship. Here's, here, here's one. Because worship changes everything. Man, I want this for you. This is, As a pastor, one of the best things that I could ever give you. About the circumstances in life that you don't understand with and you don't know how to... It doesn't fit in your brain and you don't know what to do with. I would tell you, at the darkest moments of my life, it's been worship that's changed my perspective. See, worship, you may be in a storm, but if you'll worship, the storm won't get inside of you. If you worship, it'll change the atmosphere around you. And and, and maybe the situation doesn't change, but the situation on the inside of you could change because we're called to be a people of praise. We're called to be a people of worship. People ask me a lot, like what is what's the difference between praise and worship? And and why are there fast songs and why are there slow songs? And, and kind of what's what's the deal with all this? Well well, we come into his presence with thanksgiving. So we come in with praise. It's as if we're just kind of speaking about how good God is kind of to one another but then there's a shift that takes place and we start going from horizontal to vertical and when we start worshiping God we start praising him for what he's done in our lives and who he is in our lives and the tide of the battle begins to change in our hearts and in our lives and in our minds when we worship musicians you could come I want to give you a couple things about worship to encourage you a little bit along the way here's here's the first one in your notes Worship based on choice, not feeling. (laughs) In other words, don't wait for a certain song to worship God. Don't wait for a certain worship leader to worship God. Don't wait until you're in a certain mood to worship God. But make up in your mind, you're just going to give God all the praise and worship. Habakkuk chapter 3, in verse 17, I love this. It says, though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines... Though the olive crop fails and the fields uh, are not producing any food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, in other words, everything's going wrong in my life. Watch what the scripture says. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be joyful in God my Savior. And I didn't put it in your notes, but the next verse says, "And they will, and I will make their feet like Hans' feet," which was a reference to these mountain goats. I don't know if you've ever seen. Like a mountain goat that has, you know, real little bitty front legs, and then it's got the, the back legs or Hind's feet, and those those strong back legs give it the ability to scale the mountain. And he says, "Hey, as you worship, I'll I'll give you some Hans feet." I'll some ladies in the house are like, "I rebuke that in Jesus' name. I don't want any extra hinds, anything." But what was he saying? Say saying, when you give me authentic praise, even whenever things aren't going good in your life, I'll give you the ability to scale the mountain that's in your way when you praise me with all of your heart, when it's a choice, not a feeling. So I encourage you, when you, when you wake up in the morning, choose to worship God. Throw your hands in the air. Get, get, t- take, take, your, take your paper out and just choose one and say, God, I'm going to give you some praise. Give God some worship. Not because you feel like it, but just simply because he's worthy of the praise. Here's the second thing. Worship with everything I have. Worship with everything I have. Give God what he deserves. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Look at it with me on the screen. It just simply says, Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all and all and all and all. In other words, just give him everything what he deserves. All your heart, all your soul, all your mind, with everything that you have. Here's the third thing. Worship expecting God to respond. James 4.8 says, when you draw near to God, and He draws near to you. And for some of us, it's easy to turn worship and church services and these things that we do into a ritual. And maybe that's how you were taught, that all it is is a ritual. And pretty much anything, anything that we do repetitive can become a ritual in our heart and life. But it's, it's, it's as if God's saying, when you come before Me, whether it's in daily your daily life or you come together corporately, understand this is not a ritual, but rather it's you're coming close to the God of Heaven, like like He's in this place. So so so, worship that way. Don't worship as you're going through the motions. Get out of your comfort zone and worship according to how he says. And I promise God will meet you in such a powerful way. Because here's the truth. We're all worshiping something. We're all giving our time, our money, our energy, our passion, our adoration to something or someone. It's so important what and who we choose to give it to. Because what we worship, we turn into the image of the thing that we worship. I wrote this in my notes as I close. Whatever I worship becomes my obsession. Whatever I become obsessed with, I imitate. And whatever I imitate, I become. So if you don't like what you're becoming, take an inventory of where your worship's going. Is your worship going to someone or somewhere else other than the God of heaven, worshiping Jesus? Because as we worship Him, He's the only one worthy of the praise. And as we worship Him, man, we're transformed into His likeness. And we become everything that God's called us to be. Let's pray here today. Lord, we thank you that you love us, that you care for us. Lord, let, it, let City Hills Church be a place of praise, a people of praise. Lord, let our lives and our companies and, our, and at school and everywhere that we go, in our homes. Lord, let let it be said this is a place of praise. Like these people, they're not ashamed of their God. They are worshiping with all of their heart. God, they're they're just giving their all to God. I just pray for them today, God. I pray for us. Lord, help me to be a worshiper with all my heart, with all my soul in Jesus' name. If you're here today and you need to give your life to Jesus, or you you feel God tugging on your heart, the Holy Spirit's whispering in your ear, saying today's the day, Today's the day for this to go from being a religion to actually having a relationship with God. Or maybe today's the day you've been running from God and today's the day you you feel like God's tugging on your heart and saying, it's time for a fresh start. If that's you today, I want to pray with you and join with me in this just simple prayer of surrender. Just say, Jesus, you're the only one that can save me. So right now, would you save me? Say this, be my Lord, be my Savior. I give my life to you. My past, my present, my future. Fill me with your spirit. Forgive me of any sin in my life. I give my life to you today. In Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for those who made that decision here today, who prayed to give their life to you, Lord. The best decision of their life. Lord, bless them here today. And we thank you for it. For what you're doing in their lives in Jesus name amen amen church can we just give God praise for what he's doing in the house as we stand